Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is May 14th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm uh I'm doing all right. You know, I uh I I shed my uh my name as courtesy. No longer courtesy. Oh god. Just no named. And uh lots of stuff going on. Would it be Curtis Y? Johnson, you know, in your twisted brain where you want to put Y as the middle initial, Curtis Y Johnson, courtesy. Yeah, Johnson. Courtesy. There you go. There no you go. courtesy, I'm glad no you... more. I'm no named. I'm I'm just the missing person. Well, I hope we find you. Get you back out there. Get get your name back out there. Um, do you have anything you want to say off the top? Friday, I'm happy to be at the end of the week. We are almost at the PGA Championship week. The golf I'm, this week, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. We'll speed injecting some energy. I'm ecstatic about it being Friday. We got an event. We got our steam shovel up in oh, Lawsonia yeah. this Good. weekend. I'm pumped up about that. I love Lawsonia. Can't wait to get there tomorrow. You know, hey, it's like Portland. You know, city. I don't know what they put in the water at Lawsonia. Every time I come back, it keeps getting better and better. You're a big Portland guy. It's a Shooter McGavin quote from uh, Happy Go. I, that movie sucks. I won't get into it. I don't need to go. It doesn't <laughs> suck. It's just over. It's overquoted and overhyped. Um, do we need to mention that you're hiring a COO? I know we're supposed to do it oh, like five times on this podcast over a week and a half ago, and I know you've re- 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 received several applications now, several times ten. Um, but you, the fried eggs hiring a COO. Right, I if forget, you're interested, I keep forgetting to mention that you might uh, have skills. That's why you need to say why we need a COO. All of us, well, you know, we've we've we're supposed to mention this like four or five times, so we keep the inmates. Currently, the inmates are running the asylum. Need somebody that keeps everybody in check. Where would you find that? The friedegg.com? Um, yeah, the job postings up there. I tweeted about it a few a week ago. Come on, go on Twitter, search around. I I put it on LinkedIn too. Oh, okay. Um, That's all a you have to do, if you join. think you're a, a quality candidate for a chief operating officer position, maybe not, or if you want a different title, you can have a different title. I'm head idiot. Um, okay. But uh, you just email Jamie at thefriedag.com. J A M E Y. Don't email me. Jamie at thefriedag.com. Is it James Y? James. It's Jamie. Y. Okay. James right. Y. Y. All right. Yeah. Good. G- growing and thriving business. Help. Help get it. All, you know. Keep it more on track. I don't should know. Help I, it build I, it. Should I send uh send Jay Monahan a LinkedIn message? If you're interested, you want to yes. just bail. 
See if he's at all. Stop trying to fend off the Saudis and land somewhere that's less stressful like that. Um, so they did the NFL schedule release. We got oh, completely God. screwed. Comple- so, we were all so ready to over. do maybe that- like a two-day event, some sort of event in Cleveland. Have fun. I think, yeah, it's at Cleveland. Bears-Browns just waiting for the week. I think even if it had been December, we would have just done it. It's just brave Look- the cold and gonna done some sort of shotgun start outing and party and then going to the game. Let and- me tell you something, Brendan. What? When this got announced, I was driving. I was on a long drive home. And I was just, for like two hours, I was furious. And all I could think about, all I could think about was literally during football season, there are zero relevant, like, relevant golf rounds played on Sundays. Except for one Sunday every two years. One Sunday every two years. In a game that's scheduled that Sunday, of all the Sundays, the fall into the winter is the most, you know, skippable of the golf yeah. season. I You're still really love a lot of the events. I'm not taking a shot at the wraparound season. I'm not I mean, trying to. A lot of FedEx Cup points. But none there. of them really matter because they play 50 events a year. So <laughs> it makes them all insignificant in their own way. God, I just. Just and fired. The, it, it's a major, as Westy said, in a golf.com piece. Yeah. Oh, golf. That's an appropriate citation. That's where you read it. Golf.com. Oh, not see, nameless. Do you see that? Website. Huh? How do about you see that? how I did um, that? Uh, all you'd have to do. You just have to <laughs> say the citation. You just have to say where you got the information from. So he counts the Ryder Cup as a major. I think the Euros have counted that sort of been of that mind now for 20 some years which is probably why they win so much uh but yeah bears and browns sunday Ryder cup sunday now right during Ryder cup singles all we can hope for is a complete blowout so i'm as a browns fan you know it's terrible i, w- I was so looking forward to having you at cleveland we could do something but i am kind of hopeful that we might still be in the dalton zone by then week three you know, fields won't come in, hop the trot, take over, start throwing. We might get, you know, like the full zone. What did that go? Two weeks, three weeks, four weeks oh, last year? I think you're, I think you're, well, you're thinking about the Glennon zone when Mitch. Oh, that's right. The other that's quarterback right. that our GM signed. Mike, uh, uh, what's his name? Glennon. Uh, what's his first name? Mike, Mike Glennon. Glennon. Sean yeah. Glennon? One Mike, of the Glennons. Mike Glennon. So we might be still in the blast radius and get Andy Dalton week three. So Mike that, Glennon was four-week experiment. I think he threw four interceptions against the Packers, and that's when he got yanked. All right. Let's move on to the golf. At the Byron Nelson there, I mean, I would like – we should actually go back and see if there's how – how often the PGA Tour venue produces lower scores than the corner or is an easier – course than the corn fairy tour well you know brendan you're falling in a familiar trap you're falling into a very familiar trap what score to par relative using using par as a you know measure of easy i'm not defending this golf course at all by the way it sucks i was gonna say where are you going with that I mean, they're they're the Holston Hills. They're taking a cut at. Yeah, too, I but, mean, Holston uh, Hills is like sixty eight hundred yards. Right. They need a little bit of wind. But AT and T, if you shot even par, you were tied for one hundred and thirty third place. 
that's pretty bad. I mean, on the on the Corn Ferry Tour, he shot, you know, plus three or, you know, plus two, plus three, you're in tied for 140, 133. You know, if you shot 67, there were like 50 guys that shot 67 or better, including Ricky, including, I don't know, several. It, it K- just... K- KJ Choi almost shot. KJ Choi was one off that, 68. Westy shot a one under. He's T one sixteen. This so, is not the kind of course for Westy. That's fine. The birdie, birdie fest. Westy really so, only needs to play two rounds and get down to Kiowa. Get over. Enjoy yeah. the island life. Oh, we should bring him some Westy Island. What do you mean? Some a bag of coffee. oh to the to Kiowa Island, Westy yeah. Island. Yeah. Oh, we should we could put special palmetto shotgun start shirts on sale i think I they're, think they're gone, gone except for smalls so i don't know we didn't want to make a lot we didn't know how many people would want them but they're pretty cool nifty design by jason page if you're a small if you're a little runt there might be a small out there for you what uh why, what? Are, you, why are you denigrating the, the small i'm not smalls. denigrating if you're a wayfish little fellow you can get a small <laughs> um all right you what could else? Be a slender you? man. You don't necessarily. You could be. A well, small it comes enough, to pro- if you're a slender man, it probably comes to your belly button. Doesn't slender man connote tall? That you're also tall, or no? I mean, you could be. A, that's all relative too. Yeah. You could be a slender man and be five five ten, right? Yeah. And wear yeah. a small. All right. So Jordan Spieth what's is this, the co-leader. What's, this, what's the what's the cutoff on being short? What's what's considered short? I'd say, f- uh, I'd say five ten and below. Man, I just skirted it. <laughs> five eleven, five ten. Yeah. I'd say five ten. What a right. What a lucky. No, is that too I aggressive? Just, I mean, I don't know. I don't consider you short. What are you? I'm like five eleven. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know you're that short. How about I, that? You know who was the? There's somebody that went by five twelve. One of my yeah. favorite. I can't remember who it was. That I is, I do. Was it a football player? Was I think it golf? A, I might have been a basketball player. I'm 5'12". Okay. okay. Uh, so co-leaders are... 5'10 is... That's... I think you're off on that. What should it be? 5'8"? I think like 5'7". <sighs> okay. All right. That's fine. I'll let somebody maybe else five, do Maybe 5'8". Right? I don't know. I'm curious. I might put a poll up. Okay. What do you consider short? All right. What's the threshold there? Uh, so J.J. Spawn and Jordan Spieth both shot 63. They co-lead at 9 under. Spieth had a sort of a adventurous round. He had a. I was watching live when he hit a brilliant, brilliant hybrid from 245 out of a crap lie in this like mud hole and kind of faded it around, threw it up against a, a backboard, not an actual backboard, but, you know, a mound, a, a, a slope on a green, it came back. It was fantastic. But he had chunk chips. He he also, you know, missed fairways, but he bombs in a 55-foot eagle to walk it off with a 63 to match J.J. Spawn, who's been on a milk carton. I don't know if he was ever seen, you know, he's made some noise on tour, but been on a milk carton, missing every cut. He's got this giant hat with nothing on it just waiting like this billboard advertised here i saw spawn was like at that point i just i'm not sure even wear a hat although they're trying to probably woo in some sponsors maybe for a one-week deal or the rest of the season but those are your co-leaders do you have any reaction to that 
other I mean, than Craig it was Ranch. A qu- it was just a quintessential speed round. It's one of those rounds where you go, how, how did that just happen? So could he do the TPC San Antonio TPC Craig Ranch double here in like about a month? Is he now? Is he coming in for the TPC network? TPC slam. He might be. He might be sort of a. Let's let's real talk. Like I don't think you should want to win this week if you're Spieth. Like he won the week before the Masters. Yeah. What are you doing? Do you think the Ocean Course sets up better for him? I mean, we'll talk about it. We're going to do 18 episodes next week. I guess we can talk about it then. The most traditional PGA venues. Um, like, obviously, the, uh, yeah, Beth Page, here's why. No here's chance. why. Reeve, probably not. Go ahead. Why it sets up better for him is because there's there's an element of draw just like the British Open where half the field yeah, can be eliminated sure. just because of weather. So sure. from that standpoint, the, the PGA becomes – this PGA at Kiowa, due to weather, which may or may not happen, who knows if weather yeah. ha- comes, but like if weather comes, would be, you know, in in affects half the field, would be one of the easiest tournaments to win of the year. Okay, all right. So he looked good again, sixty three, good on speed. Kepka did not look good. He shot a one under, which puts him whatever with Westy at T one twelve. I mean, he's he's still doing the tripod sort of the the catcher's glance to look catcher's stance to read putts he's not able to put a ton of weight on it shift his weight in the swing i don't know doesn't seem encouraging for the ocean course if that becomes challenging he's the guy like you just talked about who ultimately just basically reduces major fields even when there aren't draws to you know five guys ten guys who can beat him but he doesn't seem to be one of those guys right now but. I yeah you know with Kepka it's just uh, I I saw he told Kira Dixon that he was feeling better, but well, next week uh, next week thing. I'm sure he'll be feeling awful. You know, it's a yo-yo of just yeah. I've it's never felt it's this eerily good. similar I'm... as you alluded to a couple uh, months ago, Mister Sniffles, <laughs> Mister Balloon Boy. Jason Day, who who won't be qualifying for the U.S. Open. Oh, I got season. that in news. We'll take a couple swipes at J.J. Um, and elsewhere, Thick Boy shot a three under 69. Said he was really bad. Horrible. Terrible round. I think he said he left six shots out there. Shot a 69. He goes, just things, just things didn't go my way today. I hit it really well, putted well, putts didn't go in, and the wind turned on me a couple times and just unlucky. So it was the wind, and he was unlucky. Um, he Then he said he left six shots out there and could have shot nine under like nothing. So You know, you golfers go. have this, this gene that they do this when they play in tournaments. Yep. My wife is not a golfer, and, you know, I'll be like, I'll tell her, I'll be like, you know, if, if this hadn't happened... Yeah, it would have gone a lot different, and she always says this. She, I was like, "Well, it did happen, right?" But it did, it did happen, right? Yeah, and right. I think all golfers do this. It's just awful. Stop doing it. I've I've I learned agree. to catch myself more and more. If you if you had a putt lip out, you probably bombed in a putt that you shouldn't have bombed in. So, 
right. or you got a good bounce off a cart path or something. Well, Speed so, said that something to that effect afterwards. He's like, I missed a bunch of putts, but I made the 55 foot eagle at the end. So I'm not yeah. really going to, you know. Yeah. I and it was Bryson. Oh, me. you had the wind shift to, twice. I'm sure the wind might have gave him a little gust that helped him once or twice, too. Right. 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 Uh, I just I hate I those excuses. I can't stand them. You shoot, you shoot what you shoot. All right. The number is the number. Um, elsewhere, on the European tour at the Betfred British Masters at the Belfry, the Brabazon course, Callum Bet Hill. Fred. Do you think Betfred is, is, is a little jealous of all the, you know, gambling associates? Yeah. Uh, all these ones that were kind of just so foreign to us where like these Patty Powers and all this where everybody goes and gambles for the Open. It's like came to us in a deluge over here in the United States in the last year. Leaders, co-leaders, Callum leaders. Hill, Bobby McIntyre, and your guy, Richard Bland. Dick Bland. Seven under. I think they're through two rounds there, right? They started a Wednesday to Saturday. But, you know, you got Justin Hardy, Eddie Pepperell, some other some other big names there pushing pushing the uh, lead. Burnt cheeseburgers under par. The Bumblebee's under. right in the mix, too. Is he? Yeah. He's yeah, buzzing around this week. <laughs> I have nothing else on the Betfred British Masters. On the Corn Ferry Tour, the Visit Knoxville Open. Grayson Sig shot 61 in the first round. He leads Kyle Reifers. I didn't know Reifers was still out there trying to make it. I wonder if he has the tomato sauce, the spaghetti sauce on his bag still. Rayos, Rouse. I wonder if whatever. he's wearing the Swamp Ass pants still. Trey Mullinax, Steven Yeager, the GOAT, also six under. There's, there, there's, you know, a bunch of guys chasing, but we're early. 18-hole corn what, do you think Yeager? You think Yeager should turn down his PGA Tour card? What, just stay the 4A player? Just keep, like, racking up wins and top No, he could and... just beat up people down there. Purses are going up the next couple of years. That's true. That is a good point. This might be a better, it might be a better place for him. Could be where he should, you know. Dude, I, I'm getting a Flex Seal ad on the Corn Ferry Tour. Are they getting into golf advertising? <sighs> I mean, it probably has to do with your ridiculous search history. You've probably been looking up Flex Seal information. Looking for Bassy Munoz facts, right? They might be getting into golf. What, where, how, and why they would is if mystery, you happen to I know think... the advertising uh, or the marketing uh, manager at Flex Deal, let us know. We'll send them a note. See if we can get them sponsoring the show. That's all I got for updated result. Eighteen hole results. Not a lot of golf. Uh, Champions Tour. You know that's a oh. three hole deal at TPC Sugarloaf and uh, a three round deal. So that's all we that got. That could be Nelson's a three hole deal, and it'd be better be. than another tournament this week. What's that? The Craig Ranch? No, the the SCAA Women's Regional. Oh, we'll go to that. All right, news. Matthew Wolf, WDs from the PGA, ten days out or whatever it was out. WDs. Uh, which is unfortunate. He seems to be going through going through it right now, both with his game and whatever else, health of some sort. Um, I think I'd heard he or someone wrote he moved out of Jupiter, kind of stepped back, went back to live Still with water. friends and stuff at Oklahoma yeah, State. Yeah, I think he's hanging hanging with Matthew or uh, with Victor Hovland, listening oh. to death metal and uh, Stillwater. Brand of sacrifice. <laughs> Just listen to that, working on their feels. 
so that's unfortunate. We want you know want to see him back out there. He's such a vibrant young talent. Uh, get him back out there. You don't want to see him WD elsewhere. Someone who won't WD but may not even try to play the U.S. Open. It's Jason Day. This is he pathetic. Will, this is pathetic. I actually don't think you know. I actually think say he played his way into the field in the next two weeks. I don't. I think they should revoke his exemption. Just say no. You know, we don't want this kind of brand. We don't brand uh, of golf brand of mentality coming to our championship. And just take him out. Say disinvite him. We know you've qualified, but you're not allowed. Here's what he said. He's flirting with that top 60 line. They asked him he's going to you know, do the sectional qualifying, which I think is now called final qualifying. That's something I haven't even thought about, missing a major championship in a very long time. I'm obviously on the border of missing that. I've got to play good the next two weeks. To be honest, if I don't get in, I'm not qualifying. I've got a scheduled event for NetJets that I've got on Monday after the Memorial. So I'm planning on doing that instead of going to qualify. So I got to do it the other way around, which I got to play well or win a tournament in the next two weeks. Qualifying in his hometown. He lives in Columbus, as we are made aware often. And there's sectionals there. I think there's multiple sectionals usually in Ohio, right? Yeah, there's, there's Springfield, one and, Springfield and Columbus. And Columbus. Is, is Springfield south of Columbus? I think so. I think it's between like Columbus and Cincinnati, maybe somewhere around Dayton. I don't know. I usually don't go south of Akron when I'm in Ohio. I, I you know, Is Akron south? No, no, that's Northeast Ohio, as LeBron often tells us. Isn't Cincinnati South Ohio? Yeah, it's Southwest. Cincinnati's Kentucky, more or less, for me. It's, it's down there. It's far away. I just thrown lob and grenades. And I didn't say that was Cincinnati. a bad thing. I didn't say it was negative. I'm just, it's far. It's far from where I, where I originated. Uh, so it's, it's closer, closer to me than, than Cleveland. It's not Kentucky to me. That's Ohio to me. Okay, that's fine. Absolutely. Uh, what do you have anything you want to say about Jason Day? Other than it's pathetic. It's well, it's, what it's it just is. so it's great. Itself. It's unbelievable that he's like, oh, I have a NetJets sponsor. If I'm if I'm the Net if I'm NetJets, I'm like, no, you're not playing in this. Get your ass right? to local qualifying. We want you playing in the fucking U.S. Open in the major. Yeah. Like, what what is going on? Is he an idiot? Is he not very bright or just kind of soulless or both? I don't understand why, even he, if this you know were what, the might case, be. to open might, his mouth and say it. He might not be it. an idiot. He's a, he might be a moron, which is way worse than an idiot. Why would he open his mouth and even reveal this? You know, like, like this is going to be a good look in any way. Like, the thing, honest? too, is he has this out. He always uses his body. He could have just been like, yeah, I got it. Not sure. I got to see if my body can take 36 holes. And everybody would yeah. be like, oh, that's that's too bad. You know, this guy's just dealing right. with the back, you know, dealing with like, that's all he had to say. Is he too good for qualifying? It's kind of. No, he's a, he's a complete at. idiot. Net complete jets. moron. Net jets. Uh, other news. This isn't really important at this point, but Tyler Strafasi, did you see what he said? He no. lost 20 pounds. He lost 20 pounds with the, the stomach bug deal at the Walker Cup. 20 pounds in like four or five days. I heard he that. had I heard he had to get like five or six IVs. So it sounds like he got crushed with that. That's an amazing, 
I'm out of tough. Weight. Tough to have to make your professional debut like the right. Next. Like maybe right. you push that back a little. Like I don't. I don't. I just don't understand why people just aren't a little bit more patient. You know. What? What do you mean? He should have waited to make his debut. Well, don't don't take the sponsor's invite. Just say, listen, what? I I lost twenty pounds. He's gonna what's what's he gonna do? He's gonna miss the cut. Like, what's that? That does him no good. Where's he at? Ninety six. T ninety six. Two under. Where's Hammer? T fifty four. Where's Cootie? There's a bunch of these Walker Cup boys. Cootie's T one forty nine. Not great. All right, uh, then last but not least, the news, it's exploded. Absolutely, you know, it's a pip wave story. It's a pip-esque story. I mean, this thing is just aggregated. There's reactions. There's write-ups. The NCAA regionals in Baton Rouge at LSU, University, whatever, golf course, just outright canceled. I don't know if it's canceled. They didn't play. Auto advanced the top six seeds and the top three players for the individual portion of it because the course was quote playable but not at a championship level so that's like some sort of gray area that we don't i don't even know if we could define that or figure it out what it means words have no meaning in, in this instance playable but not at a championship level this was I had great controversy, ton of write-ups, ton of reporting done. The Miami coach, Patty Rizzo, has worked up. The Houston coach has worked up. Like, you don't, I mean, it rained. They got like seven inches of rain Monday through Wednesday at LSU. This is a Manny Navarro write-up for The Athletic, who I believe is the Miami kind of beat writer at The Athletic. They got seven inches of rain Monday through Wednesday at University Club. Uh, they washed away the hopes of 12 or of 12 of the 18 seeds. Uh, to advance NCAA rules, which this is insane. NCAA rules, NCAA rules stipulated that Wednesday was the final day to compete, complete play in four regionals, even though it was nine days before the start of the national tournament. Even if teams had only played one round on Wednesday, everyone would have had a shot at least qualifying. So you could, you know, you can do it at 18 holes Uh, instead, just the top six seeds auto. So, it had to be done on Wednesday, even though the national tournament's not nine days, uh, nine days out. What is that inflexibility? Why is that there? This is like NCAA tournament. Is this at all surprising? Bench? This is like one of the worst organizations in the world, the NCAA. It's an utter will, joke. Like... It's unbelievable what happened. It's you know then the the woman. I'm sorry, I don't know her name. Goes on golf today with Shane Bacon and, and Damon Hack. And just spews a bunch of, like, oh, we were trying our hardest to find something. Like, all those teams got there. All those teams could go somewhere else. Call up some golf courses. Get get your ass on the phone. Call up some other golf courses, like we found out today. TPC Louisiana. Happy to host. Happy to host the regional. Come on down. It's like, just do give two shits about these kids. it's just if this was a revenue, it, you know, I've seen so many people talk about like if this was men, this is women. It's impossible to know. There hasn't been similar circumstances. This is not comparable to the women's locker, the women's weight room versus the men's for the NCAA tournament. That was complete horseshit. And we don't know if they would have done the same thing for the men's. But I can tell you that if this was a revenue generating sport like yeah. basketball, like football, yeah. 
the NCAA would have moved mountains to get this done. And that, and that, it's just bullshit because the NCAA makes so much money on these athletes that that don't make any money. And this is a, yeah. golf's a non-revenue sport, so they probably shouldn't be paid anyways. But if you're making all this money on amateur athletes, then you got to shell out every once in a while. You know, the USGA wouldn't have done this shit. And the USGA has pro championships that they make a lot of money on, and then they have world-class amateur events, and they would not have done this to the amateurs. Yeah. It's this a... is horse shit. <laughs> You know, we're a divided society. You know, we can we can come up with things that divide us on, you know, argue about everything, a anything these days. I think the unification of hatred to the NCAA, just an all-time punching bag. No one loves the, no one likes the NCAA. I kind of feel bad for the folks that work there. You know, the ones that aren't making Mark Emmert money. But, like, man, is Twitter just love, and elsewhere, just at columns, like, there is no, like, the Masters, whatever. You might hate the Masters or Augusta. You might have a hot take on that. But, like, people have to pull up, right? I mean, there's, like, people have no fear. Or, or the NBA, or you could just say any organization, not the Masters, anything. But people pull up because there's, like, you know, consequences. If you want to throw out a spicy take. NCAA, they just, they will load the cannon and just blast them. No matter what. With no reservations. And just completely upbraid them. So, and it's almost unanimous. No one likes the NCAA. And this is, of course, was another sort of meatball for everybody to just bat over the center field wall. Um, this is Patty Rizzo, coach of Miami. We're asking all our conferences to do an investigation and definitely think we should be reimbursed. Our compliance officers told all the other schools, you've got to get your conferences involved now and petition the NCAA that this was completely wrong. A lot of, I think the coach at Houston and this coach at Miami were like, LSU should never be allowed to host another championship. So they're kind of turning the guns on LSU a little bit, saying, like, to your point, that they didn't try, they didn't give two shits, that maybe this was sort of a deliberate thing. You, there were no pumps out on the course. There was just kind of, they called it at like 10 a.m. every day. You know, it was odd. They called it really early every day. And, so they're thinking like LSU was one of those six. I think they were the top seed and not having to play. I mean, 18 holes, a lot can happen. Maybe you get lose out. And so they're alleging they're like, this course should never host another championship. There's some, I don't know. There's some sort of suggestion that maybe there was a little bit of a, I don't know, lack of purposeful lack of effort at the UCLA or LSU. I'm sorry. LSU. This, golf this is the root tonight. of the thing. Okay. So, 18-hole qualifier, anything can happen. Right. And the fact that that guy strolled down those stairs, talked about how it was playable. Guy's a meme now. Guy's a meme. <laughs> how that's playable, but not but in championship not. conditions. And then the, her, his NCAA crony goes on the golf channel and talks about how playing at a par 65, it wouldn't be championship conditions. Now, I might be talking out of both sides of my mouth here, but, you know, the PGA Tour, who I wouldn't describe as championship golf. They did lift place of, today. They did that uh, that Texas tournament that Bo Bowditch won. 
years ago, they converted a bunch of holes because oh, of heavy yeah. water the from fives to threes, from yeah. fours to threes. And they did the same exact thing because they wanted to get the tournament done and conduct it. And this is just horseshit. It's a b lazy excuse. It's pathetic. It's it's just like these are circumstances when you have they talk about how these are circumstances they've never dealt with before. So change the fucking rule and go host the tournament this week somewhere else. Like or, you still yeah, got a week until the NCAA tournament starts. Nine go, days. Go get it done. It is what it is. This is another NCAA rep, Rick Nixon. It is what it is. We had individual. Oh, uh, Dick Tiger. Nixon. It is what it is. We had on individuals on site. We had committee reps on site. It was determined to be unplayable. I think actually it was determined to be playable, but not it championship was level. Legitimately determined to be playable. So that's where it ended up. It's not going to be reconsidered or anything like that. If you're asking that question, so I mean, it's just explosive quotes they had plenty of hands that could be out there volunteering getting ready we never saw one pump pumping water uh, so i think both the ncaa are at fault <clears throat> and it's just so interesting that lsu was in the top six i don't think lsu had a vested interest in playing 18 holes i think this is a miami coach we got there at eight o'clock and never saw a drop of rain but they called it at 10 a.m every day if that's a usga event we don't ever leave even if we're having to play two holes one day, we don't leave. But to call it at 10 a.m. and then do any, nothing. Any event, any event, any state-run event, it is not called that quick. You're just sitting there. You could be but, just sitting there all day. It's annoying as shit because you know you're not going to play, but you're sitting there. That's right. that's suspicious as shit that it's 10, that 10 a.m. thing. We might have to put the parental advisory one on this on this uh, on this episode, but to call it at 10 a.m. and then do nothing to get the golf course ready, so they would call it and then just pack it up. And I think that's where they're alleging LSU is just kind of running out the clock to get golf. Nothing to get the golf course ready. It's a joke. It's embarrassing. So uh, LSU, they never want them to host this again. Uh, I mean. There's a lot of uproar about this, but think of like they just took a whole regional of like the men's or women's NCAA tournament, basketball just tournament. It said, simulated ah, the base off seats. Roof's leaking. Like this is not playable. It's not going to be playable tomorrow. And then the top, yeah, top eight seeds advance. Then the top, four, you know, people lose their mind. They, they, I mean, they, they are losing be, their mind over they this. They do like little simulations where the score yeah. pops up like back when you would simulate games in a video game. You're waiting and the score just pops up. So not a good week for the NCAA, though it rarely is ever a good week for the NCAA on Twitter, at least. Uh, anything else? We good? Covered that. Soup to nuts. Uh, I just... I mean, on a serious note, it's ridiculous. These, these girls, these women, like, had their seasons canceled last year, right? And then, like, go through this year, and it's just this mishmash of, like, where can we play? When can we play? Are we going to be allowed to play? They get, they qualify, they get to the regional, and then their seasons just end. They just call it without even getting a chance on a course that seems, I guess, LSU men's team was out there playing Wednesday or Thursday. They had the course all in themselves. They said that people were poking shots at it. So prepping for their upcoming regional. Uh, all right. Let's move to Precision Pro Flashback Friday. It is brought to you by Precision Pro, the official rangefinder distance measuring device of the shotgun start. You can use 
Uh, the promo code SHOTGUN20 to get $20 off their NX9 Slope, which is, I believe, their latest and greatest model. Or maybe they're letting us... Maybe they're leading us astray, just giving us an old model. I'm pretty sure it's the most you know, recent and top-of-the-line model. $20 off using Shotgun 20. I played golf for the first time this year on Saturday with my kids for you know my birthday evening. Nine holes, quick nine yeah, holes, played a couple magnet. balls. We did use some... Uh, kids were all about the magnet because they, they just you know were darting around in the cart. They would not stop taking it off, putting it back, taking it off, putting it back. I felt like I was with you, figuring out what magnets were. But it took me at least one hole to figure out that I needed to flip it around. I first time with it on the course. I've used it around the house and the neighborhood, just the shits and giggles. But I was in that first fairway for maybe three three minutes, looking out the wrong end of it. Like, where? what the hell? Why does it look so far? Why is it so hard to zero in? Where the hell are the graphics? And like, honestly, I was looking around at people, other holes were making fun of me as I was trying to figure this out. And finally I flipped, I was like, why are there two things? What's going on? I finally flipped it around and discovered I was looking out the wrong end. So, you know, uh, I'm an idiot. This more affirmation, but it worked fantastically. Once I, you know, the user error was removed and I had flipped it around. So I was, I'm looking forward to using it all summer. You know, now this is the week you want to get it. So, you know, I know people love wearing football jerseys when they watch oh when they watch football games. So this week, you know, when your favorite player is out there pulling their, their range finder out, you can be too. You can be sitting just on, on the couch, couch holding watching your range. the PGA, pulling your range finder out, just like the pros, just like you're wearing your favorite team's football jersey at home. Hey, how old is it to? How old is too old to bring your glove to the baseball game? Like, I'm well, it league. depends. If you're with your kid, you can bring a glove. Well, I, you wait. You bring your glove as an adult? No, I don't. I'm saying if you, yeah, I think if you're with your kid, oh, you can bring God. your glove. I think so. Really? I, well, I think so. It's like it's tell it's your dad. You're with your kid. If the I kids I let my bring, kid in, bring my if glove. the kids bring in the glove, you could bring the glove too. So you're wow. you're doing it with them. I think you look like a dope if you bring the glove and you're you, over like twelve or something. If you're there worried, were, there about, some if you're worried about if you're worried about looking like a dope, you're probably a dope. That doesn't make any sense. There were some grown men with their gloves. <laughs> we sat the right field. Kyle Schwarber, left field, was throwing balls up, and these guys Former were just. Cub throwing their gloves in front of these Schwarber balls that, that were intended for kids. My kid wanted well, one. He's probably he had his catching glove. for the kid. What is no, mean? no. These are just some old skeevy guys grabbing the ball. But you just don't bring your glove. But watch the range finder. Watch the PGA on the couch with your range finder. You know, that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I uh, I saw that Max Homa's bringing uh, Bones as his caddy. Yeah. I haven't read the article. I haven't. I haven't listened to him and Shane's latest podcast on Get Our Grip, but I I'm gonna throw in the ring speculation that Bones is better at using the Precision Pro, and that's why he's on the bag this week. <laughs> it's not as you know, thirty plus years out there, renowned as one of the greatest caddies while he was out there. It's because of his operation. I think. Range I finder. think his regular caddy Joe just can't. Doesn't know how to use the rangefinder the way Bones does, and that's why Max made the change for this week. 
All right, well, Bones can use Shotgun 20 to get $20 off if he needs it, if he's really kind of using that next week. Do you think we Thank should bring you. our rangefinders out there next week for uh, oh. out to the course, help, self, help some guys out? That's a good point. I think there are some, like, intense losers that do that at these, you know, I mean, that's a step up from wearing golf shoes uh, to the event. There are these guys that, like, I don't know why, because you're not like on the guy's ball. You're outside the ropes. That that is a thing I've heard of. But maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll traipse around Kiowa with our rangefinders, just shooting distances indiscriminately. All right, Precision Pro Flashback Friday. Where are we going? We're going to the 1994 Byron Nelson uh, in Dallas. TPC Las Colinas. Do you know who won the 1994? Byron Nelson. Bruce Litsky. He's still around. He's you can find him on the alternate lists at you know the Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. Alternate list alternate Neil list. Neil Lancaster. In, in, yep. I knew that I would tip right. you off. Oh yeah. You he's always your go to when we're doing the the dregs of those opposite field events. Neil Lancaster's in the field. He's an alternate. So yeah, he won. This is his only win on tour, 1994. Byron Nelson, and it's appropriate this week with the NCAA regionals, with them doing lift clean in place uh, today because of rain that has happened, and I guess there's a bunch more rain in the forecast in Dallas, because this was not just the Byron Nelson, but it became known as the Half Nelson. It was a 36-hole event, pretty creative name that everybody was happy to throw out, the Half Nelson, shortened uh, to 36 holes on the weekend, it just poured. It flooded. The entire course flooded Thursday and Friday. They had helicopters out there on seven fairways trying to, you know, do the spinning deal and dry them. I guess that's what helicopters do. They spin. Trying to dry seven of the fairways. In the middle of it, they made a total audible, like something the NCAA wouldn't do, and added the Cottonwood course, a second course at Las Colinas, so these guys, imagine that today, the PGA Tour deciding that, like, hey, there's a course next door, and we're kind of up in a rock and a, in a hard place. We're just adding that. You have no, you haven't done any scouting work. We might not have a, a book well, for it or whatever. Imagine, imagine if the NCAA had done that this week. Right, right. So this was Neil Lancaster's only win. Tiger played in it at 17 years old. It was the first event since the 1986 Pensacola Open to be cut by weather to 36 holes. So that was eight years. The minimum, then the minimum, to be recognized as an official event. Um, obviously, they would later, I think in 1996, maybe later, they decided that 54 holes had to be an official event. The last, uh, after this, 36-hole winner was Michael Bradley, won the Buick Challenge at Callaway Gardens. That tournament no longer exists. Um, Brian Henniger won the Southern Farm Bureau Classic in 1994, 36 holes. And uh, Neil Lancaster won the 94 Byron Nelson. I think one of the last ones was that 05 Nissan Open. Remember Adam Scott, Chad Campbell at Riviera? And they just like came out and played their... We might have done a flashback on that. And they just played their playoff hole. But that was not then, at that point, was no longer an official event. But Adam Scott won it. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Neil Lancaster in this 1994. It was the this is a Dallas Morning News. I love article. that his one win was 36 old 30... range short win. Like this guy is still playing tour events. I read his uh, 
I was reading his tour bio. And like he played in 2016 on a major medical from 2010. Oh, like six God. years. Make it starts in 2016. Um, all right. So the Dallas Morning News. I'm sorry, the byline was removed. I didn't. I don't know who wrote it. But the 1994 Nelson was a poster child for inclement weather delays. But now it hardly registers a blip on the memory banks, basking comfortably in obscurity. Well, not here. We're going to put a flashlight on it or whatever. Precision Pro flashback on it. Lancaster's victory was clouded by the rain, mud, and funnel clouds that plagued the event and made it known as the Half Nelson. It's the tournament with the fewest holes played ended with the co-largest playoff in tour history. Six players. They had a six-man playoff for Lancaster to win. Um, this was... Uh, when the players arrived in 1994, they were greeted by the typical monsoon conditions for the Nelson, which had been previously disrupted by weather 20 times in 26 years. So disrupted, that could mean whatever, one weather delay. But after this, you know, after this was, you were just talking about boatage, right? They had to adjust holes. Like this is just a Nelson tradition. Memorial gets all the run for their weather, but maybe it's the Nelson is the true bad weather event. So this was similar to that Bowditch one. They had flooded. Two inches of rain f- had fall- fallen when they arrived. And then a st- storm dumped two more inches on Wednesday. And the entire course flooded. <clears throat> uh, on Thursday, they announced that it would be reduced from 72 to 54 holes. As it had been in 1990 and 92. So they were used to this. Not being going the full 72. <clears throat> With rain on Friday, it was decided to put the Four Seasons other course, Cottonwood Valley, in play. All golfers played, so they start Saturday. Everyone got through 26 holes at least until 6.40 when play was halted by rain and lightning. This is David Ogren, I believe, said, I had fun from opening splash to almost getting hit by lightning. Then Saturday, with various players in stages of the second rounds on separate courses, confusion reigned, and no one knew where they stood, really, on the leaderboard. I didn't know I was this close. I'm tied for the lead? Question mark said Bart Bryant, who was uh, also tied for the BB Lanca- gun. The, the BB gun. Lancaster birdied 15 and 16 in his second round before the siren hit. So he comes out on Sunday. He has two holes to play. He birdies both. Uh, he goes, Every time you teed it up, you felt like it was going to be your last hole. We didn't know how many holes we were going to play. So Lancaster. Comes back Sunday, birdie's 17, birdie's 18, and then waits around for a couple hours while they try to get 36 holes in. Uh, he does the playoff with, he waits around, all these guys end up, who was it? David Ogren. Let me find the full list. Mark Carnival. This is good radio. Mark Carnival. Uh, it was a carnival. Tom Byram. Yoshinira Mizumaki, who uh, was a rookie, I believe, at the time. Uh, and what else? Who else? Uh, Edwards. Somebody named Edwards. God, I forgot. I had Ed Snowden. <laughs> now I'm jumping around. It's good rate. The numbers of players warming up for the playoff in the driving range kept increasing as this sort of like helter-skelter second round came to a close. So here's what Lancaster's approach with six guys on the, on the driving range. When everybody was warming up on the driving range, I told my caddy, I'm only going to hit two shots. I'm going to hit one driver and one nine iron, just like I did on the 18th hole. Because when you've got six guys playing, we're only going to need one hole. 
I hit two shots. So he hit one driver, one nine iron. He hit two shots. Everybody else warmed up and went through their routines. I sat down on a bench and just waited for them to tell me. Then it was driver nine iron just as I planned, and it made a birdie. Kind of a cool strategy. Two shots, Carlos Franco approach. While everybody like else you. did their full routines. Um, for Lancaster, he made two hundred sixteen thousand uh, dollars on to win the in his only win on on uh, tour. He's his three holes. He he took only eight shots on Sunday. Three holes on eight shots on Sunday. The two in regulation in the playoff. <clears throat> Lancaster, though, looking back, despite shoulder and neck injuries, a little bit to that major medical, he's a study in longevity. He made 350 cuts. That's what he takes pride in. A little J.J. Henry style. Those guys, like when you get to that level, just making the cuts, they rack them up. They're keeping track of that. That's a legit accomplishment. It's a big pension. But on the Champions Tour, he has only conditional status because you had to have two PGA Tour victories or $9 million in career earnings. And he had like six and a half or something like that. Which somebody was saying recently, I guess Paul Laurie is like getting completely shafted by the Champions Tour because he doesn't have tour PGA wins. Tour wins. There's some battle going he on He only with has that. one major. That's it. His best chance for a second victory came at the O2 Canadian Open. He played 71 holes without a bogey and then doubled the last. He didn't make a bogey in 71 holes and then doubled the last. And he said afterwards, he goes, I guess I know, know how it feels that Jean-Claude Van Damme guy or whatever his name is. Oh, my God. Jean-Claude Van Damme. I found this nugget a little interesting. At 51, this was a 2014 article. At 51, he and his wife have two daughters, ages three and a half and five months. What? Neil, you almost made it. What are you doing? I'm sure they're amazing kids. Great girls are now whatever they are. They're like eight, nine, ten. But wow, man, that's a late inning. Uh, yeah, kids, late inning kids score. Kids are a young man's game. Yeah, yeah. What else about Neil Lancaster? What's it, what are his interests on PGA Tour? Fishing, movies, and uh, auto racing. <laughs> that I remember that off the top of my head. It's really pathetic. <laughs> uh, which are just the most generic hobbies. So what else? He shot 29 for nine holes twice in the U.S. Open. Set the record. What? Set the record in back-to-back years. Nobody had ever done it. He shoots 29. In 95 at Shinnecock Hills, turns around and does it the next year at Oakland Hills, 1996. First two times it ever hap- happened, 29, Neil Lancaster. VJ, I believe, has matched him since with the 29 in the U.S. Open. Um, he took his first lesson, never took a lesson until 1992. Took it from Raymond Floyd's dad, L.B. Floyd. This guy, I mean, he's really like a pull your elf. He left, uh, you know, some... Rural North Carolina town with $98 in his pocket. You know, bootstraps kind of guy. So this is uh, Shinnecock, 29. He was eight over and demoralized by two straight bogeys as Alan Shipnuck. As he came to, to a res, and he came up with a resolution that would have made Tony Robbins blanch. I told myself, this is his last nine holes at the U.S. Open. Let's go shoot a 42 on this side and get over with, get it over with so I can enjoy the rest of the day. Um, 
So he goes, he shoots 29. At 18, it was in doubt. 18, he was lawn with his approach. 18 at Shinnecock, of course, a very, not where you want to be. You don't want to be lawn, coming back down. And he hit just like the chip of his life, the greatest chip of his life, and made a putt to uh, save par and preserve the first ever 29 in the U.S. Open. It took him from 46th place to tie for fourth. It's his best major championship finish ever. T4, top five at the U.S. Open. And it it got him 66 grand and exemptions for the next PGA Masters and U.S. Open at the time. So guy is like out of it on the 10th tee. Shoots, says he just wants to shoot 42. Shoots 29. Uh, Said he was the most nervous he's ever been on that par saving putt. From 11 through 17, he had six birdies. Ridiculous. Um, Then Oakland Hills comes back the next year. I also noted, I found this old SI players poll, and Lancaster was among like the top two or three for biggest underachievers on tour. Underachievers. So they must have thought he had like, I don't know if it was just 29. 29s in in US Opens. That's. Yeah, yeah. So at, at Oakland Hills, this is Tim Rose. I guess you're is underachieving he... too if you're on major medical for ten or six years. He's the only man to ever shoot 29 twice. <clears throat> He'd only done it. He's the only man to ever shoot 29. No one had done it at the time. Um, he did it on the treacherous back nine at Oakland Hills on Friday, second round. Oakland Hills back nine, standing on the 11th tee. He was seven over for the tournament, three over for the day, and looking for the nearest exit. His dad and his friends had given up on him and were headed home. Basically, I was not into it at all, he said. I was kind of going, well, let's get this thing over with, similar to Shinnecock. That's when the hole started getting in the way of Lancaster's ball. He went birdie, eagle, birdie, 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 and then parred in. He missed an eight-footer for a birdie at the 17th at uh, Oakland Hills, 17th. Missed an so eight-footer. Par three. He's, but he slid in a four-footer for par at the 18th. He goes, it was the same putt I had last year for 29 at Shinnecock, but I really wanted that t- 28. I wanted to make that putt on 17 to break my own record, but he just had to go for another 29. And that is your uh, kind of a remarkable little nugget. First one it's ever, a, and then he does it, it two years in a row. So that's Neil Lancaster, who won the half Nelson. Uh, in 1994, his only PGA Tour victory, and it's your Precision Pro flashback Friday. All right, well Anything done. Else? One thing I, guess, uh, I gotta, I gotta say, everybody needs to read your piece. I was, what's I that? was running real hot. Your your piece on the media shuttle. I was running real oh. hot last night. Mrs. Friday was asleep. I was trying to read some stuff to cool down after, uh, oh, after the, being, yeah. after after having some things stolen from me. And uh, and I'm reading your article, and I'm like cracking up. I couldn't stop laughing, and I'm trying not to make any noise, and I'm just like cackling at your article about the the uh, media shuttle on GolfDigest.com. It was incredible. I uh, can I read my favorite passage? Sure. I I should say I interviewed Alan Shipnuck several people for this. I was actually crying laughing on the Zoom with Alan. I was almost embarrassed. Like this interview subject, I, it's just as he told the stories. But yeah, go ahead, read, read the passage. The, pass- the passage of time and the trauma of the moment may cloud the memory, but nine years on, there are recollections of shuttles stuck in the mud, overworked shuttles billowing smoke, and one shuttle that got lost and may still be out there puttering along to nowhere. 
The I use mean, of billowing and puttering in the same sentence. Yeah. I mean, these people were just throwing it's like one definitely caught on fire and was smoking. One got lost. Like, I, I don't know. That's why I try to say the memory, you know, maybe cloudy. But there were all these like individual. The, the one definitely got stuck in the mud. Shibnuck talking about how, thank God, um, Thomas LeVay didn't win. Wayne Levy. Oh, Wayne Levy didn't win. And we got we got Dan Jenkins writing a, th- a thousand words on the... On the uh, bus ride. Only. Bus ride. So you got me eight, nine years later. Lesser writer and nine years later writing, you know, 1800 words or whatever it was. So, All right. That does it. Everyone enjoy Highest Friday. Highest recommendations. You'll laugh at least three times, I promise. So uh, everyone enjoy your Friday. You know, apply for the COO job if you no. think you're qualified. No. Don't, we don't want a flood of applications here, right? Um, and uh, we won't be in person. One more, one more remote podcast. Wait, who knows? Night. We could always cancel that. We could boycott this, uh, this shitty golf tournament this week. On Not Friday even do too. it? Yeah. We could. Everyone enjoy your weekend. We'll be back with you uh, Sunday night, Monday morning for a uh, recap of this shitty golf tournament, as Andy put it. 